Hello, WizKids, and welcome to our postseason season wrap-up podcast off the bench. Jamoke Davis here with Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring, and Jacob Rame. Jeremy Hyman will join us later. It's the end of the season. It's not the way we wanted it to end. They had a 43-39 and regular season record loss in Game 6 at home to the number one seed, Raptors by the eighth seed at Washington Wizards. At the beginning of the season, nobody thought that we would be in the eighth seed. And even then, to be in the conversation for possibly upsetting Toronto was a real possibility for this team that unfortunately didn't come to fruition. But guys, let's first, before we you know, look ahead to the summer, what's coming up, and maybe next season, just recapping the playoffs, anything positive you can take from it, your thoughts on Game 6? For me, from Game Six, it it just was. I think that the the year in these I think in these playoffs, unfortunately, the year of ups and downs and the roller coaster of having John out, having Keith out at the beginning of the year. I mean, John's injury wasn't the only weird like setback type thing to happen this year, and so I think in the playoffs, it just I think it just caught up to them. Unfortunately, I mean. Toronto was healthy for most of the year for the most part. They're super deep. We found out that their their bench was really as a factor in these playoffs. I think everybody was wondering, okay, like they're, you know, they're 11 deep, they're 12 deep, however much you want to say in the regular season, how well can this translate? Um, but especially in game 6, I mean, I think we found out that it translates quite a bit. DeRozan and, and Lowry didn't enter the game in the fourth quarter until f- six minutes and four minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done a really good job developing their talent and keeping their keeping their core, and I think that that, that is um, something that certainly the Wizards now will look at, but I, I do think that the, the regular season caught up a little bit, and certainly that chemistry, everything that you want to work on throughout the whole season – it's really hard to get that when you're missing your your leader not only a veteran and your star but a point guard um when you're missing it for that long i think it it makes things really hard especially when you come up against a team like toronto that is well-rounded that feels like it's their year to really make some waves and you know if you're toronto now you got to look around and see how the Cavs struggled with indiana mm-hmm. they have to be coming into this series thinking that this is their time to come out of the east and and look at Boston the same way with Boston having injuries. So for the Wizards now, I, I think that you know they have some decisions to make. Like every offseason, when you have an exit that's that you feel is too early, and I think that they have that now. And the positives are, I thought Bradley Beal was excellent in Game Six. I thought he was good in the playoffs in general. Um, I think that. Brad, I think that John played minus well. One game. Yeah, we'll minus say one, one game. game wasn't but good. He was excellent in game six. He was efficient. He shot the ball well. He had confidence. All those things that you want from Bradley Beal, he gave you in game six. I think that John, given the short runway that he had, really, really played well, all things considered, too. Um, unfortunately, it just wasn't enough against Toronto, who really – on the whole, over the course of the series, was firing on all cylinders. They were getting really meaningful contributions from guys one through eight wow. or nine. Um, yeah, Pascal Siakam is a real revelation for them. I, 
there's there's a lot of notes from the series i think but it's, a long it's just that the Dang wizards it. have some they have some decisions to make they have some development that they still have left all the players said that and uh now now that begins and all that evaluating and all the you know who will who will be added who will look at in the draft which we will talk about later this summer but um there's a lot in front of the wizards now in kind of a you know another another important offseason as this core is really in its prime john and brad and you know they're they're veterans now and this is the point where they are they should be making some strides and I so think, it's time to make it happen i think that we went into this series with the raptors you know it like everybody said it did not feel like a traditional 1-8 matchup and i think that despite the fact that only five eights have upset ones in the history of the nba losing this year is still a pretty tough pill to swallow and i think particularly in the way the east is structured this year it's a tough pill to swallow because you don't see a team on paper that's like that team's going to the finals Mm -hmm. it's not we there's no houston or golden state in the east this year any of the remaining four teams could go and i and i really mean that i think that boston is probably the weakest team on paper but there's a scenario where they go to the finals sure they play hard and they're very well coached and And i think that very tough to beat at home very tough to beat at home and so I think that if you had thrown the Wizards into the mix in, with these final four teams instead of any of them, you would say the Wizards have just probably say the Wizards have about as good a shot to go to the finals as any of these teams. So I think that in particular this year it was frustrating to have a down year, but a lot of the points that Chris made are true. It is you know the, the, the team was faced with a a lot against it this year, and the Raptors are a well-oiled machine and. Uh, they finally got over some of their playoff issues, and they played a very complete series. And um, they were the better team. And you look at the playoffs, the East now, and you've got a Cavs team that is bad, apart from one player, which makes them good. You've got the Sixers, <laughs> who a um, young up and start. Sixers they're probably they're probably the favorite to go players. to the finals right now. I think. Wow. I'll okay. say they I are, think but they are. it's wow. still there. This this course first playoff run, and you never know how that's going to affect them. You've got the Celtics who are so undermanned, um, and then you've and got young, and then you've got the Raptors yeah. who are probably the most complete team on paper, but have had zero postseason success. So, this would have this would have been a great year for the Wizards to make a run, and I, it, losing in the first round is is a tough pill to swallow. Zach Rosen with the shades. I know it's a podcast, but I like <laughs> seeing him in the shades. We got some core guys coming back: Ubre, Sato, Meek, Smith, Morris, Gortat, Mahimi, Wall, Beal, Porter. It's a good start. They're all expected. I mean, they're all expected to come back. A lot of that can change, obviously, in in minutes. But I think yeah. we know who is definitely going to be back but I mean it's going to be a similar message continuity a lot of the things that the Wizards struggle with this season are things that are almost really tough to mimic in practice and the number one thing would be fourth quarters they lost games one five and six in the fourth quarter I think Mm -hmm. they're winning or tied at the end of the third quarter in all three of those games and lost whether it be execution energy depth I mean there are a lot of factors why they didn't come back and win and especially in in game six it was it was very apparent that the Raptors were just fresh and, and ready to go 
And is that because they were deeper? I mean, yeah, I know we had Otto I, out for I Game think, Six for too. Sure. That but. didn't, of course. And when you're a team that relies more on eight or nine guys, and you lose one of your key guys, and now you're down to seven or eight or nine, mm-hmm. it makes it even more difficult. And and Otto, let's be real, Otto was hurt the whole series. It was pretty obvious. Uh, he didn't have any big games really. He had a few good defensive games on DeRozan, but he was hurt down the stretch, and it really, you know, limited the Wizards' depth at the wing. Sadoransky had to play the two or three which he's not like he hasn't played that the last what three months he's been the backup one or the starting one and was really good at it and then to kind of put him out of position I think messed with his with his head and his ability to contribute and it it was unfortunate and then you have to throw in Kelly Oubre who's really great off the bench but as a maybe your fifth guy starting and to be your starting three, it's 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 just asking a lot out of a twenty-one year old, twenty-two year old. Yeah. Um, but that's just it was all just the story of the season that it came down to, especially against a team like Toronto, who was almost the opposite of what the Wizards were. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is what it is at this point. I don't know if we all felt that the Wizards were going to make a, a run too deep, but I think it showed fight that they were able to to protect home court in three and four. Like those games were exciting and reminded you that this team has all the tools to be really good but to do it consistently is something that they need to find also that is hard to practice but that's from a culture if that's from a whole year of doing it together and a lot of these guys have now been playing together for a long time and Scott Brooks is this will be his third year coming next season and we'll see if that continues or if changes happen in terms of how they go about doing things but it, it all kind of meshes together by the end of the season. You know what you're going to get. Um, it was definitely a letdown in game six, though. I mean, Ooh. they were winning the whole game. You know, John goes out. I was out. fully expecting us. I was I thought fully we were expecting win it, win us to win that, that game. game. And yeah. then game seven is always a coin flip. And yeah. How about this? In that when John was out, they their assists went up. 12 way, assists. Game, game five was there for the taking, too. Yes, true. That's true. 12 assists in game six. Eight of those were John's. Like, the ball just didn't seem to move. It was sticking a lot more. Yeah. But it, you saw it if you go back and watch the mainly the second half. The guys are just relying on screens at the top of the key and back screens to get guys open instead of just passing the ball. And yeah. that is effective to a certain point. And, and that's that's just kind of what happens when you get frustrated when the ball's not going in. You try and make things happen a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And with screens, that's a very easy way to do it or in the fast break. And let's be honest, the Wizards' fast break wasn't effective in game six at all, and it was really good in the other series, other yeah. games of the series. So uh, pace was a big factor in game six, I would say, as well. But, I mean, it's over. We can't really do anything about it anymore. And. I don't know. I think we're all kind of tired Bummed of talking out. about it, really. Well, okay. So yeah. then you move to the off the the exit interviews. John and Brad post game press conference after the game. Keith even talked about how he still thinks that they are the better team or just as good as Toronto, even though I know that they lost the game. What do you guys take away from anything that the players said in their exit interviews, looking ahead to the summer and, and the shaping of this team? It's just frustration. It's just built up frustration, and I think everyone's frustrated from the janitors that work at Capital One Arena to the the top of the chain. I mean, it's it's what else are you gonna say? I think is really how right. I felt about post game. Yeah, I also it, think that I mean, it's I've I've always felt this way about post game interviews. It's it's very I think it's very tough to 
be interviewed when everything is so raw. And I think that even at exit interviews, everything was so raw. And I think that as we all have a chance to reflect on this and maybe exit whatnot. interview should have been today. <laughs> they had like two days to kind of just yeah. <laughs> relax and um, for us to not have to spend Saturday at Capitol. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I think that in general, I mean, look, they, they've, like Zach said, this team has been together for a long time, and this year was a little different with the circumstances that they were faced with. But they know that that they have to change something. I mean, you look at the rest of the East, and you see teams that I don't think this Eastern Conference right now is nobody is other than the Cavs mm-hmm. who will see what happens with them. There are a lot of things that could happen with Cleveland. Um, but when you look at the East in general, they're the, the rest of this conference, the Sixers, the Celtics, they're on the way up and, and they're going to get better. They are young now. They're having success. They're playing well and they're, they're going to keep improving. And so I think the wizards look around and say, look, if, if our goal is to not only compete with those teams, but beat those teams, advance past those teams, then they they have to make improvements. They have to be honest with themselves. They have to get better because there are teams that are going to be in their way for a long time when you look around. And especially how much it would hurt if Philly advances farther than the Wizards when it's like a young team just leapfrogged over you when you thought, we all thought that this was the team that would kind of dethrone the Cavs, so to speak, or have a really good shot at it. And if that happens, it really... I'm sure will not sit well with a player thinking we could be there too. I think I think for sure, and I think they know that, and I, they mentioned it a little bit. Bradley Beal talked about it in his exit interview as well, just just knowing that the opportunity could be there this year, and for them to not be there to take advantage of it um, is disappointing, and it, and it hurts a little bit, stings a little bit. But I also think that that's that's you know that's obviously that's easy motivation for the for the next year, and um, yeah, so we'll we'll see. They they get to watch now, and they'll I'm sure be watching, be motivated, be disappointed, be frustrated. All those things are going to happen as they watch the rest of these playoffs. Did you guys play take out. Any, Did you guys take any break from watching basketball this weekend, or did you watch a lot no, of? No, I watched. I watched hockey, I watched some of it, but I watched some basketball yeah. too. Of I course, basketball and hockey. Yeah, I mean the rest of these playoffs are going to be interesting. I think in the West, we were talking about before we started taping that we could be in for some short series in the second round yeah. in the Western Conference, but I think in the East, it's going to be very interesting. Both series are going to be very interesting. So. We'll see. So, okay, we can go in two directions because we can talk about the draft and what's coming up in the summer, but we've kind of talked about the other teams in the NBA. Do y'all want to maybe shift to talk about the rest of the playoffs and then we'll go to summer sure. after that? Yeah. All right. The Warriors or Rockets will be in the finals. <laughs> 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 Real breaking news here. I don't. I would be really surprised if Philly doesn't advance to the finals. I just really think that they have a guy who can guard LeBron and Simmons yeah. who's yeah. – who you think that the who works out with the LeBron all season? No, I'm just saying in in the matter of that happening. But I think the Celtics are a tough team to play, and was one of the reasons that we were all like, "Oh, great, we let's fall to seven and play the Celtics." But like, they did what they to the, the Bucks, thing to the Bucks man. that they probably would have done to us. Yeah, if, let's be real. They with Rozier, like, I mean, he's a good come, player. Yeah, give, he is. Give man. any NBA player confidence. 
and people oh, always say that the, a lot of them are skilled the same when you look at it. There's like yeah. players above everyone, and then a lot of players are right in the middle, skilled about wow. the same. They the need confidence are, and coaching. The Sixers are going to get a rude awakening going into Boston. Yeah, and having to win in that arena. That's tonight. Too, That's fine, but Boston's going to going to have trouble playing in uh, Philly. Philly. Oh too. yeah, no. Philly's lost what one game there in the last like hundred days or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but Toronto, I think. I think Toronto is going to beat Cleveland, and and I know that Cleveland has owned Toronto in the playoffs over the years. But we saw what Toronto can do, and I think they took a really big punch from the Wizards. And Cleveland's defense is just so subpar. And and Dwayne Casey, who coached great in the series against us, will continue to coach really well. And I think Ty Lue made some good adjustments in in uh, that series in Game Seven. Tristan Thompson was unleashed. George Hill. Came up big, um, but the Raptors are going to play well in that series, and I think th- this Cavs team is a lot worse than they've been in the playoffs before. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. I think I think that the Cavs are going to struggle against a really complete team that just has really gelled, and I think that that's one thing that the Cavs just haven't. And all those all those changes, when you have LeBron, that's great, but it's still it was just a big change for them to make. I don't think that that it's all it's I mean it's obviously not all together for them and I don't think it can be so quickly uh over the course of the series and so I would agree that I think Toronto is is, is probably going to advance and that's going to be really big for for that team and for that they city. also yeah Toronto also like learned how to adjust to playing against small ball against the Wizards in the yeah. playoffs and mm-hmm. the Cavs are going to do that a yeah, lot it's going to be valuable so for them. I think it's they yep. they got a good punch from the Wizards and the Pacers and and Raptors they have similar styles and they kind of rely offensively on one or two guys but the Raptors are just a different dimension you can't rest on any of their guys and now Van Vliet's healthy we saw what he did in game six he looked really good he's just a winner uh so yeah I and then we were talking also like Utah against Houston is just a really tough matchup because Utah's most valuable player arguably Gobert is almost useless a mm-hmm. lot of the times on the floor against yeah. Houston, yeah. whereas OKC would have matched up differently with Houston. But I still think Utah deserved, like, completely deserved to beat OKC and was a much better team. For sure. Uh, so, still, Houston just matches up way better with Utah than OKC. I mean, they were yeah. for sure pulling for them. Yeah, and I mean, Houston again. Like, I, I, I guess that today in the NBA, Utah is kind of a contrast from most teams, but. Small against Houston, team, against Houston, I just mean in like how they play and like their personnel. Like Utah prefers to play defense and grind out the game, play yeah. slow. Houston can't be more opposite, and I think they're, they're I think that they're better at playing the way that they play. So it's just going to be tough. It's yeah, really hard. That, they're missing the guy that pulls the strings. Yeah, in Rubio. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. so yeah, good in the injury. first round. Yeah, it's big for them. Jeremy Hyman is joining us. Getting ready for his offseason. Here comes He's the coming into the bullpen. <laughs> Here comes Kimbrell. Jeremy, we talked a little bit about Wizards already, and then we talked about – no, I was just going to – right here. He can sit right here. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, – I just – I walked in, and I assumed things didn't go well with the Wizards if we were already no. talking about the, the, yeah, the other, Cavaliers. Yeah, the other Utah, games. Houston. Yeah, so, so it's all over. I didn't dream it. No, you didn't. But you were at the exit interviews. The one question I do want to ask you is, 
your thought on like the player's mindset as you sat there and, and listened to them. And I'm sorry, Chris, you were there too. listen to them, just kind of talk about their thoughts on the season and going into the off season. Um, you've, you spend so much time with these guys. Uh, the, the, the exit interviews will be posted um, on the website and on social over the next week or two. Um, I will say that there was a lot of really good insight from a, a lot of them, a lot more open than you would hear in a normal Yes, that's what, that's what I noticed. Um, which I think is fine. I mean, everyone has their own opinions. It's not like everything they said. Is, it's their perspective, and that's good. I think it's good to hear. Um, I mean, whether anything happens based on what they said, I don't know. But but it was good to hear. It was just it's always good to hear like what other you know, especially the players in the locker rooms' opinions are about certain things. Um, some of them are more outspoken than others, uh, but a few of them. I mean, just particularly John, Marchin, Jan, uh, even Mike Scott, who doesn't you, you yeah. know, he doesn't talk a lot. You know, in terms of giving a lot of answers, but he mm-hmm. was very open, very frank. Um, about even you know his role um he said he's a realist and like you know someone asked him if he wants to start and you know i don't know he's going to be a free agent so he's like i'm a realist he's like i think my role was good as it was this year he's probably would be content with doing that again um i don't know if he you know financially if it's going to work out here just because of how the roster situation is going into next year i know the team would love to have him back i think he would like to be back based on what he said but when the summer comes, we just don't know if that's going to be possible. Um, but just in terms of what everyone, I don't know if there was a general like one narrative that was said by everybody other than it was definitely a disappointing season. However you look at it, you know, whatever, whatever you want to blame it on or everyone was disappointed. I mean, the team came in one game from the conference, conference finals last year they came up well short of that goal this year. I mean, dropped what six games in the regular season. Um, you know, finished as the eighth seed. Yeah. Then in the playoffs, you know, losing in the first round, which they haven't done with this core before. Um, certainly a disappointing season, and I think all of that was sort of the general sense that it was disappointing. From no matter who you talked to, they were disappointed. Um. But outside of that, I I would just say to look look. I mean, some of the a lot of this is not like it's going to be. You know, this some of this video and the quotes and stuff have already been posted from a bunch of these guys. But um, just watch the videos. You know, see watch just hear how they said it. Take it for unfiltered how you want. on WashingtonWizards.com. Um, by the way, yeah, and it's they will be the raw full interviews i mean whether it's you know changing roster dynamics or if it's you know moving pieces i mean the thing with the team is they are this is based on the contracts this is pretty much the same team that's going to be back next year Mm -hmm. now the only way that wouldn't happen would be through trades um but you know they're going to have two they have two picks right now in the draft so you'd probably think maybe if they keep them which hasn't been the case the last few years but if they keep the picks two more rookies come in uh the first and second round pick if they both are on the team next year that could be two new players but everyone else i mean you know mike scott we said is not under contract ty lawson ramon sessions tim frazier uh, tim frazier and i think chris mccullough yeah that's it um but you know a lot of those guys didn't you know guys that didn't play in the 
in the playoffs. You know, Chris, uh, Ramon, um, Tim. I mean, Tim played a couple minutes, but you know, but I'm saying most of the guys that played in the playoffs, they're not. They are all going to be back next year. Yeah. So, um, so the team has a lot of decisions to make. A lot of decisions in terms of just where they think the team is, because we saw the, the last five years the trajectory was, you know, we're keep sort of trending upwards it was well that was the idea that it would kept going up up, yeah yeah towards you know becoming a contender and now you have to ask some honest questions about uh, is this team still a contender you know is if john is healthy the whole year how do things maybe play out differently um do they need to make significant changes small changes um or can you go try one more year kind of with this core and see how it goes next year? And then there's a lot of guys off of contracts coming after the 18, 19 season. Yeah. A lot of guys. Um, so that maybe that's when you start repositioning yourselves in turn, you know, roster, how you put the roster together. So all those things are questions that, uh, the front office has to look at this summer. Um, we'll, you know, we'll, obviously keep an eye on how things turn out but um, so when you look at the summer here as you mentioned that summer league there is a there is a change in summer league it will now be july 6th through the 17th all teams in the nba will be doing like a race to this kind of second championship are you looking forward to – Wait, what, wait what, what change are you talking about? I mean, other than I know all the teams will be there. Right. So I feel like just having no, all the teams deal, yeah. is like a big deal. Like they're yeah. all – all of the teams are playing for – like I just think of it like a second fake summer league like championship. Like a participation trophy? Kind of. But, <laughs> well, you know, you'll see some really good rookies. You know, you'll yeah, see Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Is he going to dona- dominate I mean, it's summer league? I don't think he's playing, playing again. No. You don't think he'll be there? No, absolutely oh. not. Um, the rookies no will be there. Twenty-three. I mean, I think <laughs> twenty-three teams did it last year. So I guess having a couple. Yeah, I guess. I mean, whatever from Orlando uh, and Orlando. Utah are out. Yeah, a couple more teams, a couple more rookies. Um, but we have a couple months before that. I will say it will be more exciting for the Wizards to have, ho- hopefully, a first-round pick again. Yeah, the fifteenth pick in this draft to have a summer league first rounder for us. An upside Kelly. of a disappointing season. Pretty decent draft slot. Yeah. Yeah, fifteenth is you know. We're only a month away from when we're going to really ramp up draft coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the end of May is when that starts. So we'll yeah. be here in a couple of weeks, and then it's you know you start turning the page and. Which is interesting because I can't imagine for teams that did advance to the Eastern Conference Finals or NBA Finals how you were kind of juggling both and I know you would normally say well if you're in the finals you don't have a draft pick but at least I can name two teams Boston and Philly that have several picks that are going to have to yeah. think about well, what they want to do while their teams Cleveland, are in the playoffs in Cleveland pick, probably that's that's it's a big decision. crazy yeah yeah I mean I guess getting back to my original well what I was talking about with how yeah. Washington has to decide where they are um, if you look at those teams in the east drafting uh, who have more lottery picks going to be getting uh, potentially more stars on their team and who already have young stars who are going to be getting better mm-hmm. that's uh, that's i think the question is are, are these guys are the wizards you know the core wizards guys are they really going to get a lot better from where they are right now maybe a little bit i mean you always want to think they're going to get slightly better but John's 27. I mean, this is pretty much the prime now. I don't. 
Yeah. I don't think he's making leaps to be significantly better than he is. I mean, he's already one of the best players, so it's hard to say, you know, to get even better than where he is is, is tough. I'd like to see the guys get together in the summer. And I know they did a little bit last summer, but I'm I'm hoping to see that again this summer. You know, at least that core that I mentioned when I before Zach started talking, Ubre, Sato, Meek, Smith, Morris, yeah, they, Gortat, they might. They you might. know, everybody getting together at John's they behest sometimes somehow do that to organize in it. August or so when they start getting ready yeah. for the next season. That would be good. But it's just vacation time for a lot of them now. Really. Yeah. Where would you go? Out of the US. Really? Oh yeah. Just okay, go where? somewhere where you where? can disconnect. Like Australia? I mean, that'd be fun. That seems I a little too much, though. It's pretty far away. It's, I'm a, thinking it's too like much a of a long vacation. Bahamas would be good. Yeah. Hawaii it's off the mainland is good. I mean, you just want to you just want to disconnect. Ibiza. A lot of our guys especially don't love Where'd watching the games. Tulum. Tulum. All right. See. Yeah. Jeremy knows. Jeremy knows exactly where he wants to go. <laughs> I've got a lot a lot on the docket, Okay. I would go to Es France. It's a it's in the mm. mountains above Nice. It's quiet, secluded. No cell service up there. Oh, man. That's where I would go. Okay. Yeah. With the kids or without? Without. Okay. Uh, no, Sorry. I have to take the kids. Oh, okay. So I have to. Sorry. But we yeah. we just we just got a little off track there, Jim. We okay. did. But, <laughs> we did. But, I was, but you look at Boston with Tatum, Jalen Brown. <sighs> they players. could have another pick. If it's not this year, it'll be it'll the be following the year. year. Yeah. Another lottery guy. With Kyrie and Gordon coming back. Al Horford, I mean, that's going to be such a tough team in the East moving forward mm-hmm. and, and getting better. Philly, obviously, Embiid and Simmons, I don't think. What do you do with Fultz? And Fultz, who knows we'll what's going to happen. He's only, what, I 19? I mean, yeah. you just look at that team. You see that team is still – that team could very well be in the NBA Finals this year. And, yeah. And they're going to get better. Um, even Milwaukee, I don't know what's going to happen with them, but they're going to be tough. Uh, and then we don't know. head coach. We don't know what – what LeBron's going to be. <laughs> we know where Zach is from. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where LeBron's going to be going, but that could determine, you know, the next couple of years in the East. Yeah. So that's Durant too, right? Durant didn't no. resign, did he? Yeah, well, they're he always will. on one-year yeah. deals. But that's their new thing. But uh, an, yeah, you just, you just have a lot of questions you have to answer if the Wizards are going to be a true contender. You know, in Toronto, who just beat the Wizards. I mean, this you can say injuries were a factor of why they kind of didn't make it this, you know, why they finished eight, yeah. but... When the playoffs started, I mean, it was a fairly healthy Wizards team. Oh, yeah. I mean, Otto got hurt at the end, and he played hurt a couple games. But, yeah, I mean, that was a healthy Toronto, healthy Washington team, head-to-head. Pretty even series, I thought. Back and forth. I mean, games could have gone either way. I I think if you run that series ten times, I think the Wizards do win it maybe three or four out of the ten. Yeah. Um, But it didn't go their way. I mean, they have some – certainly have some issues they need to – to Address. get better at and that's what the summer's for and we'll see how things go Should moving run forward through the timeline for the summer jay well before that chris were you about to say no yeah i was just gonna the quickly the i think toronto is a good i think they can serve and people have written this too i think recently that toronto can serve as a, a little bit of a blueprint for the wizards i mean they kept their good two point. stars they kept their backcourt for a long time i mean kyle lowry's what 30 31 now yeah, um, yeah, over thirty. He's over thirty. Demar is probably twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I think he's yeah. John's age. Yeah. Um, I, they stayed the course for a long time, and they built that bench through draft picks. They built it through 
free agency, Fred Van Vliet, but they drafted first round guys for a long time to build that bench. DeLon Wright, Pascal Siakam, those are all those Pertle. are first round Pertle. guys. Jacob Pertle. Pertle. Those are three years worth of first round guys that they just stayed the course. And then they did their homework. Ananobi. And Ananobi this year Ananobi. The OG. So if you look at it, their whole team with the except I mean they didn't draft Lowry, but like their whole team is guys that they have just stayed the course they've had their system for a long time or they've traded guys that they've acquired so like right. they traded Corey joseph to get cj miles yeah right, right. i'll just finish yeah and that. i just i just mean that's something that the wizards can look at with this core they they have john and brad locked in but there are ways to build your team significantly through the draft, it, it does take time. I mean, you look at the years of some disappointing exits that the Raptors had to go through while these guys yeah. were growing up, and and you know that that can happen. But now they're deep, and they have guys who get it, who have played together for a long time, and um, that's we're about to see how far that watch. can take yeah, them. But it's a, it's a it's a two, really good approach, I think that that can benefit. Two things on that. One, that's that is a good model to look at. Because that's a similar similar thing as where the Wizards are with a yeah. star backcourt, p- fitting pieces around them. Yeah. So the one thing is, um, how far can they go? I mean, are, is that team going to win a title? I don't know. I, I, yeah. I mean, if they get what, by Cleveland, I feel like may, oh, they might man. get out of the East. I think they yeah. have a chance to get they out of the East. They have a good chance to get out of the they East. They certainly yeah. are. It's certainly one of the teams that now have a, a good chance to get out of the East. I don't think they're going to beat one of those two Western Conference teams, but I don't think anybody's really going to beat those no. two teams. Yep. But the other thing, uh, sorry, I had one other thing about that. Um, let me make sure I remember what I was going to say about the Wizards. No, it was about about ter- about Toronto's team. You can continue. I'll jump back in when I, when I get. <laughs> okay, well, Zach brought up the schedule. End of May, beginning of June, we'll have NBA draft workouts. For a lot of the college players, big names coming through here. And then on the 21st of June, we'll have the NBA draft, which will be exciting. To uh, The Wizards actually have a pick. That'll, that'll be fun to go back up there. It's Good been pick. a while. I feel like I enjoy the NBA draft. And then Wizards Summer League, as I mentioned already. And then, of course, after Summer League will be USA Basketball. Again, back in Vegas. Let me let me jump in for a second. I remember my Raptors point. Okay. So the Raptors stayed the course with their roster, you know, with building around those that star backer, but they changed their system of the, how many more three-pointers do they now shoot? I think they added yeah, 10 more true. threes a game in and this less year compared shots. to last year. Coach Casey actually told DeRozan and Lowry or asked them, work them into the system. It's like taking less shots, including more of the team as well. Yeah, I mean that was part of it. I just think, and we looked look at the fourth quarter of, of game six. They don't use the rose until the three minute mark. That's unbelievable to me. I couldn't believe they were doing. And that. they played well. Well, the the bench, the Wizards lost to the to the Raptors bench in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean that was the Raptors bench that beat the Wizard. You know the the Wizards top guys. Um, which is pretty remarkable. I mean, that's how deep the Raptors were, and I felt like they were just like showing off with their bench, and and but but they they became a three-point shooting team. They changed their sort of offensive philosophy, and they built years through the draft to to put together a team that could win 60 games in the East, the top seed, and now could maybe go to the finals, which is something that's what sort of the Wizards wanted to be on that trajectory. 
Any any last thoughts on this season as we close out this pod? My final pod as a twenty something year old. <laughs> That's big news. Big news. So you're gonna go and celebrate well, your now, victory. Now that our schedule's lightened, possibly. Yeah, possibly. It's possible. Possibly. Zach, can we start with you? Any last thoughts on this season? I'm glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh I think it was just a roller coaster from start to finish. If you just look at the 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 winning and losing, like it just the inconsistencies can be dated back all the way to the first West Coast trip, uh, and I think it was unfortunately this has happened a few times for this this core. But you have seasons that sometimes are lessons to be learned for everybody. And this happened to be the season, but I thought that we saw really great growth from Bradley Beal, who became an all-star. I still think Otto took a big jump and has more room to grow. Uh, Kelly took a big jump, especially with his points. Uh, I thought Mike Scott was a great, great addition to the team. Um, and We loved working with him. He was really easygoing. Uh, and Sadoransky was a huge to, – to know that he can be your backup point guard for next season minimum is great. And I, and I hope that he will continue to play point guard. Um, and I know that he wants that too. So there were definitely some good takeaways, but I think the inconsistencies, which we also saw last season, and for some reason the the they can't play on the road in the playoffs. That's another thing that we noticed the last – but at least home court's been awesome in the playoffs. Uh, but I think that the Wizards just have a lot of thinking to do and – the summer will be good. Maybe a longer summer will benefit everybody. Yeah, I mean, I agree on all those points. I think they have a lot to think. They have a lot to think about. They have to be honest with themselves in some areas. I think, and but the but the bottom line is, Bradley Beal played all eighty-two games this year. He had a phenomenal year. John came back and played really well in the playoffs. I don't think he it didn't seem like he had lost a step or anything like that. Um, they'll, they, they know how to, I think, preserve themselves this off season. John talked about that in his exit interviews a little bit, how he needs to make sure that he has a purposeful off season again. And, um, that he learned some things through this last rehab about, you know, keeping him, keeping his body right and being ready for next year. I think that that's just obviously so important. And yeah, like Zach said, playing in playing at home in the playoffs is a huge advantage. We learned that again this year, and I think that next year that needs to translate into focusing on not having those lapses in focus that they talked about, those lapses in, um, you know, basically taking care of business because they could have they had so many opportunities this year in the regular season to beat bad teams and to give themselves home court advantage. And they didn't do that, and we saw how that paid off. And and I think that if they use that as a lesson, which I think that they will, listening to them in, in, in exit interviews, I think they I think they get it, and I, I think that they're disappointed in how that, how that all came about. Um, then I think you're looking at another year next year where you're looking at them battling for home court throughout the regular season. Hopefully they make some changes and some improvements to, to – get there and solidify that and then you know you're looking at another playoff run i mean the good thing is that this team is not something they're not in a at a totally crucial point where 
this might have been that last chance. This might have been that, you know, that that the last final run. Uh, they're not at that point. And so I think that's encouraging. But with that said, they need to make some changes and some improvements. I trust that they will. I think that John and Brad were were very reflective about that, and I think they get it. And so they, as leaders of this team, I think in the offseason they'll continue to make those make those changes those improvements and they'll be better next year for it my i guess i'm gonna look i'm gonna look forward instead of back i'm really looking forward to this off season for us as a department to refine what we do <laughs> and to get better <laughs> yes, yes. when it comes to the podcast and digital and you know, i think we've said all we can say about this team this year and this season it's really hard to you're so busy it's hard to take the opportunity to reflect on what you're doing and this is uh and this is a great opportunity for a reset for us as well jeremy Final thoughts. My final thoughts were that if this was my final game, then it's been a fun ride. Um, got a lot of decisions to make this off season. Have to talk with the family. Um, you never can guarantee next year, uh, but me and Dwayne Wade will be uh, <laughs> have a lot of similar decisions to make this off season. See if we're going to make it back, or if this is going to be all. Wow. But. Um, but it was a fun a fun year. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah. It's been fun potting. And I'm ready I'm ready for uh summer league. My final thoughts for DC family, the Wiz kids out there. First of all, thank you very much for supporting our pod off the bench. We hope you have enjoyed all the special guests we've had on and players going to uh Pod DC. We've had media personalities and Wizards players on, former players, which has been great as we celebrate the Bullets 40th. But I would ask that all fans try to compartmentalize this season and not think of it as what it means for the future of this team. Because as I look at the teams that are playing now, did anybody expect Victor Oladipo to have the breakout year that he had with Indiana? You know, you look at a team like... Boston, who lost Gordon Hayward to start the season, and immediately everyone was like, oh, well, what is that team going to be like the rest of the season? Oh, they're done. No playoffs. And then look where they are. You know, you look at Toronto, who was 1-10 in the start of the playoffs, the first round. They would lose year after year, first round. And after all of that time, we talked about how they persevered, and now they are moving on to the next round, and who knows where they'll go from there. Philly, who knew what Joel Embiid was going to be after last year was kind of like a budding superstar, but he may have had the same issues he had last year. But no, this year he had an amazing season with Ben Simmons, who was hurt last year. You just don't know from season to season what a team is going to be like, what's going to happen. Yes, John Wall was hurt. Bradley Beal played 82. Otto had some injuries towards the end of the season. They were the AC when they were expected to be three or four. You just don't know. So we hope that we all can kind of take a break, get away from basketball, think about the offseason, enjoy it, and come back for the regular season looking for this team to be uh, back as one of the top teams in the East. And, uh, again, keep, continue to go on to WashingtonWizards.com. We'll be potting throughout the summer. We'll have some summer content, hopefully get some players on, especially the rookie if we do keep this draft pick. Uh, WizKids, thanks again for joining us, and ciao for now. Mm-hmm.